Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Our Journey podcast. And today, I'll let my guest introduce himself. My name is Chris Wong. I'm currently a corporate controller at a company called Revenge Therapeutics. I am a Coug. I graduated nice. in 2006. Nice. Yeah. So what made you uh, come back for these few days back to WSU? Well, I'm a volunteer board member on the accounting advisory board uh-huh. uh, and the board, it's a volunteer board. So we either donate time or donate money uh, to you know, support a school, support the students. So I'm here to support the students by visiting various different type of accounting courses to educate students on what I can do with an accounting degree. That's very cool. Um, it's, I guess it goes behind that saying, Cougs help Cougs, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pay forward because the school is down a lot for me, as you probably have seen. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it's my way of pay it forward. Yeah. So what made you, uh, when you decided to come to WSU, cause I know, um, for those of you listening to give a little bit of background, um, Chris came into my accounting class and gave a quick presentation on, uh, essentially just why people should become accountants and why it's a, a solid career. Um, what made you come to WSU originally? Just, well, you know, college is something that you do after high school, right? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, it's one of those things. So you got to pick a place to go. And I actually, you know, applied to both WSU and UW. Mm-hmm. I got into both. But one of the, one of the stories I like to tell people is that I called both schools for something. And I remember this vividly that I called UW for a question. And the first question they asked me was, what's your student ID? Yeah. <laughs> and I called WSU <laughs> for something else. And they asked me, what's your name? Ah, that yeah, sort of settled yeah. it for me, right? And ever since then, so I just I go to WSU um, and spent five years here living in Pullman, and it was the best experience I've had. the 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 family atmosphere, the Cougar Pride will share, is not is not is something that I treasure a lot. Yeah, so. it's definitely something unique because I know a lot of colleges, especially a school like UW, that's more of like a city campus, mm-hmm. um, doesn't necessarily have that family vibe, family atmosphere. No, not at all. No, Cause they pretend they do. They don't. Yeah. They pretend they do. <laughs> They're frauds. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I've heard from a lot. Of, I, I know people that have come to this school that have transferred from UW and they've said the same thing that like, yeah, I'd like you to hear so much more. It's you actually get to know people. You may, it's easier to make friends because such so much more of a community here. Yeah. Like you said. Right. Um, so, um, what, like, how did you get into accounting originally? Did you know that's something you wanted to do when you started college or not at all? So back in high school, I was a theater and music geek. Yeah. Uh, I actually was, had some success in it. I went to all state, I was an all state choir in Washington state. I went to solo ensemble contacts in Ellensburg at central, uh, in high school. So I had some minor success. Mm-hmm. So when you, you know, when you go to college, people say majoring is something that you like, something you're good at, something you're passionate about. And at the time, I thought I thought it was it for me, music. So I majored in music. Um, I was at you know eight o'clock morning classes of music theory in Kimbrel, um, and uh, that was that was pretty good. But after my first year of school, freshman year, I've realized something you know pretty pretty uh, music you know learning about the professors, learning about where they, where they've been, the music side. And what I realized was that art artists performers is really hard to be successful. Uh, even when you're good, true, it yeah. takes significant amount of luck. Yeah, that, that's very true. And I wasn't gonna put my destiny in, you know, where 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 what I was gonna be into, you know, luck. You know? Mm-hmm. So so I added business minor, and one of the courses I could take I took the, in my fresh my sophomore year was uh, accounting two thirty introduction to accounting. That's you what I'm in right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, at the time it was 150 people. 
It was a big class. That is big. That's way bigger than the, the class I'm in. <laughs> right, right. Uh, they've reduced the class size now for for two thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, I I still remember like going to that class. My professor was pretty weird. His name is Charlie Ben Moldred. He's now retired, yeah. living on the Oregon coast. Oh, nice. That's Charlie a good was a very difficult professor. So what happened in that class was about like 40, 50% of the, of the people that were enrolled either dropped out because Charlie was too difficult or flunked out mm. again, because Charlie was very difficult. Um, and yet I got a pretty good grade. I got an A. Oh, dang. Yeah. So Charlie... <laughs> One day after, uh, at the end of class, he wrote down like student IDs on the board. Um, and then he said, if you're, if you're one of these students, come talk to me after class or come, come visit my office. I want to talk to you. And I thought I was in trouble. Yeah. No, it was Charlie say, Chris, what do you want to do from WSU? Would you like to join accounting as a major? And so I asked him a bunch of questions about what you can do, what you can do, uh, you know, what, what, what can you do in terms of with an accounting degree? And it turned out it was a lot. The accounting as a profession, um, you ha- in order for you to be a good accountant, you have to understand the business, understand transactions, understand exactly how things flow left and right. You have to understand people, strategy, industry, and so on. Turned out to be one of the most well-rounded degree I can get in college of business. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I don't think mo- most people know that either. I, I feel like most people think of accounting; they think of it as like one singular skill, like just something somebody come beans and wear green visors. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and in the cubicle. <laughs> no, think think of Ben Affleck in an accountant. Oh, okay, that's cool. We're cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, you know, and, and the profession is, is itself is actually you know it, it's it, it's there's a shortage of quality accountants. So when you major in that, chances are you can get a job, either yeah. in accounting or something else. I remember you discussing that in the presentation that there's a shortage right now. Is that nationwide or is that more like a regional thing? Nationwide. Oh, there's wow. always a shortage of quality accounting since I was in school. Yeah, uh, and predates me when I was. Uh, it always seems like there's a shortage in, in a lot of careers. That's the interesting thing. It seems like they say, that, "Oh, there's a shortage of lawyers. There's a shortage of doctors." I didn't know there was a shortage of accountants. I yeah, thought that was shortage quality accountants. Quality. I yes. got it. <laughs> yes. So. Um, so investigate into it and realize, yeah. oh, I can do a lot with this. And then what really solidified it for me, and I'm really sorry to say, to say this to all my, you know, because I don't know if they're going to hear this, but mm. I, I, a lot of my music friends and theater friends I had, and I, 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 I when I was, um, okay, step back a little bit. I, there's a period of my life, period of time of my life in college, I didn't understand why I was so unhappy. And after I started interacting with some of my fellow accounting classmates, I realized what I was. I was hanging out with the wrong crowd. I loved the the people in college of business so much more than the music geeks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're less dramatic. They're a little bit straightforward. Yeah. they know what they want. You, you were starting to find those those weren't really your people type right. of thing. So it I found my people. Vibe. So in addition yeah. to finding what I think I was good at, I found my people. Yeah. So it was like, okay, I think it's a no brainer. So I decided to add accounting to my to to what I was doing. I did not give up music though. So I was a, when I finished my career here in, uh, in Pullman. I had two degrees. I graduated two degrees, music and accounting. So you double majored? I double majored. Okay. Gotcha. So, so the double, so you, you still stuck it out with music because you knew you liked music, but accounting was something that you were starting to kind of fall into. Yeah. And you were like, Hmm, I think, I think I could do this. I can do this. Yeah. And with music, I, I knew that after the fact, I realized what music did for me, which yeah. is, um, when you, when you do public speaking, like what you're doing now, what you're doing is you're performing. That's true. 
Yeah, you're performing. And what music did for me is that it allowed me to be a performer. So when I'm doing public speaking in in, in my company, in front of my team, talking about certain things, I do better than than most. Um, And so what music did for me, you know, after the fact, I realized that that's what it did for me. And it also allowed me to have a little bit more personality um, and which is what made me unique, made me stand out in my, as I, as I build my career. Yeah. I think that's cool. Cause you know, it's not all like just dissing the music major. You're saying that like you got something kind of positive out of it right. and, and it helped you actually apply new skills into, uh, your, the industry of accounting that you're in now with yeah. like public speaking. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really cool. I think a lot of people, um, don't realize that. Like, I think most people that I know in college, it, at least like think that they have to choose one thing and that, you know, any, anything they've learned prior to that is just useless, throw it out the window. But I think like a lot of things like in life, like you can combine to help you with whatever you choose to do in the future, you know? Absolutely. Everything yeah. you do, everything you learn, every experience you get as it'll, it'll add up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say, uh, did your family have any influence of you becoming an accountant or did you, did you have a, a general, um, desire to do it and go down like the business route? I was very lucky in the sense that my mother did not care what I did. Yeah. That, that's fortunate. Um, yeah. I've yeah, talked very, to a lot of people that have very yeah. pressuring parents. Yeah. I was very fortunate. She did not influence me to come to WSU and she did not, she said, do whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, just, just make sure that whatever, whatever decision you make, there's consequences. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you evaluate the, uh, those consequences. So uh, no, she hadn't, very little say in what I, what I did. She leave, left the decision making to me. Yeah. That's a great thing when you have parents that, that lets you do that, kind of lets you fall into your own, your own identity. Yeah. Um, so I guess following college and following graduation, uh, how did you get into accounting? Did you have an internship? Did you go out job searching? Yeah. What's really fortunate at, at our school is that, you know, we're sitting in the, the department of accounting right now mm-hmm. and the faculty and the beta facade, which is the accounting honorary um, uh, group. They're very support supportive in educating cl- uh, students in the interview process and us and allow them to understand and learn about the firms and their process. So when I was as early as as, as a junior, I would start learning these things, and we actually in, I actually interviewed as early as as then. Start attending beta alpha side meetings, understand who they are, go to meet the firms, attend the beta alpha, beta alpha side meetings. Is that a like a, a business fraternity or accounting yes, fraternity? Yes, right, accounting okay. fraternity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they have one tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. Oh. They do usually have Wednesday, so I have firms coming in and talk to you know students. I check it out. Um, so, uh, so that's how I learned about what, what they are. Mm-hmm. They do recruit early and they recruit earlier now, even earlier now, because there's a shortage of quality accountants, right? Yeah. So you got to get into game pretty early, but, but because that process made it really easy. So I started interviewing, um, you know, with the firms, with the big four. So that's PwC, KPMG, Deloitte and Ernst & Young. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, again, just like college is something that you do after high school. Once you're, if you're a county major, joining one of the firms is what you do after college. Yeah. And so I eventually ended up having an internship with PwC in New York, uh, New York Metro. Uh, and that's something I selected. They, they chose, asked me for my preference. And because I was a music major, I wanted to be in a city that was uh, very vibrant in terms of entertainment media. That's what Broadway industry. is, right? Yep, Broadway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you also have Viacom. 
Oh, I've heard of Viacom. Viacom has MTV, Paramount. Oh, those. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. that's they're that. the parent company of a bunch of like entertainment companies that you probably yeah. have heard of, News Corp. Um, and there's a lot of big companies that, that's there. Yeah. Um, and so you know, so eventually I did end up there and uh, did my internship in New Jersey, um, which is across the just across from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the best best time I had. So internship in the firms are actually very lucrative. It's, they made it very easy. You do a summer internship, which is outside of our busy season. Yeah. And uh, most firms would do some kind of, you know, end of internship celebration. And at the time at PwC was you get to send to Disney World for a week. What? <laughs> yeah. Disney so, World for, this is part of the internship? Yeah, part of the internship. What? Yeah. And they will actually, they will actually cool. buy out the entire Grand Floridian at the time. And wow. so, and so the entire, the entire, all the interns from all over the place were there. That is cool. Spend a whole week just with all the interns right. at Disney world. Right. And that was, and I did that for many years. I, I, I think they're still doing it. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, uh, my internship also added, uh, sort of a two week, a uh, week or two of a training up front. It just so happened that that one summer they decided to do training in Hollywood. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we were in this middle of no, uh, like entire countries. All the interns were, were in Hollywood. Yeah, and it happened to be uh, which which Batman was? I think it's Batman Returns, one of those Batman movies. It, are the, they the Batman movies with, with Christopher with Nolan ones? Nolan. Yeah, and um, and and I remember I remember that we were seeing like that Batmobile was going driving up and down where wherever we were. They were doing like filming. Yeah, yeah, what? and then because of two <laughs> week, crazy. it's a two week training, so a lot of interns go out. Like you know, obviously we're young people, right? So yeah. they would go out and Going party a little bit, stuff, yeah. And they were like random celebrity sightings. That is cool. That's somebody said, yeah, it was called Lindsay Lohan. You know, sending around. You know, <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so they make those. They you know, firms did that. Yeah. To obviously make it fun, but they did that for a reason. They want to attract young talents mm-hmm. to their firm. And that competition is getting more and more fierce, which is great for anybody who is looking yeah, to competition. Get into, yeah, getting sure. into the industry. Yeah, I think um, having those things like it it keeps the it sounds like it keeps the firms competitive, and it also makes it uh, not so much like it, it gives off like the it's not like the stale, boring, old accounting kind of vibe. You know, like like the movies, like some movies might portray or some stereotypes might portray like, no, we have fun. We go and travel. We're going to Hollywood. We're going to, you know, Broadway. So I think that's cool that they do that. Um, yeah, they did uh, that, but I got to understand they do sugarcoat internship. They do. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why <laughs> I was telling you that they sugarcoat it. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting the real work. I mean, obviously there's days that are mundane, just like uh, anything we do, anything you do, any career you pick, there's going to be days that are mundane. Yeah. But there's a days that are fun. I think for me at PwC, I'm going to talk about some more, but I, I did use, I did use PwC as a travel agency. Uh huh. Um, yeah, you discussed that. I remember too that you you've been to like a you went um, to a different country, right? I don't remember what it was where it was, but yeah. Um, so I I was started in New York. Yeah. So after after I actually did graduate, so internship you know, middle of, you know you're still in the summertime, right? Summertime and, then, and come yeah. back to school, finish your senior year. Well, in my case, it was fifth year, um, and then you start your career usually in this usually the same office location that you that you interned at. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there was a separate offer process you got to sign. Um, and so I was in New York for, you know, a new, new, New York Metro area for five years, auditing, uh, one of, one of the firm's large clients. Um, and I had some other clients sprinkled in between, including Marvel entertainment. 
So wow. that was before Marvel got purchased by by Disney. Yeah, and that oh, was I actually lot, got purchased by Disney. That was a lot of yeah, fun right. because the, uh, the entire audit team got the ticket to see the Iron Man, the first Iron Man premiere. Wow! Uh, three days before he was in the theater. Exclusive um, access. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was tight. Yeah, it was one of my one of my more favorable uh, memories. Yeah, working in New York, especially because you're into to like acting and the entertainment and, and like that kind of world, right? Yeah, so that was probably pretty cool. Yeah, it was to pretty do. cool. It was yeah, yeah a, and he was auditing the mu- the movie production, so he's got to see some of the details about mm. how much to buy food and the actors' contracts and yeah. all that stuff. It was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I still remember maybe you know sidebar story. I wasn't like a Marvel comic person, mm-hmm. so I didn't know like the characters. I also certainly didn't know about the feud they had with DC. Marvel so has, I, what do you mean with DC? DC comics. Yeah. Superman, Batman, yeah. Flash. Oh, you didn't Green know Lantern. You didn't know about those characters? No idea that they were, they were completely separate and yeah. they, they're, they're, they're competitors. Yeah. No idea. Marvel's definitely winning that competition. Right. Yeah. So I remember walking into the Marvel's office, which by the way is a really old, in, in, um, in the New York office, their New York office, which is very really old, crumbly because of New York, old mm-hmm. buildings are That's old. where Stan Lee was when, I th- when he was doing his comics, yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. There was two floors, and then the the one of the floors was the corporate sort of the corporate uh, office. I remember walking in there. I see this mural as on a wall with all the like famous like characters that have out there at the time, like you know uh, Spider Man, Fantastic Four, uh, the Hulk. Um, there was on the wall, and I remember looking at it and I turned to my senior manager um, and my team and said, "You know, where is like Superman?" <laughs> <laughs> and then. And she immediately goes, Shh, shut up. Like, <laughs> don't embarrass us. Yes. <laughs> so, so what I learned to do is you got to do, you know, company client research, right? Mm-hmm. So I start to go to marvel.com. Start reading <laughs> the some research. Yeah, to do, to do some yeah. client research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, started learning about all the characters. Yeah. And that happened, that incidentally happened to be, you know, in the early part of 2008. It was a 2007 audit. So it's, you know, toward the end of that audit, leading to the summer. Right. Mm. So that was the, that was the summer when they launched Iron Man. Okay. Right? So yeah. that's how I know that Iron Man first came out in 2008. Yeah. So, man, I, I can't believe it's 2008. It didn't seem like, yeah. yeah. That was a long so, time ago now. yeah. So I have the I have sort of a personal connection to the MCU. Yeah. So it's st- cool. Yeah. It's very cool. So, so now you're the, a diehard Marvel fan. I'm I guessing. am a diehard Marvel yeah. fan. <laughs> yes. Good, good. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, it, would you recommend? Because I know you said you graduated in two thousand six or two thousand five. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Yeah. Would you say that there's any new skills that people that are interested in accounting should learn? Because I know now people bring up things like ChatGPT, uh, just a lot of things that might change the industry going forward. Do you think there's there's anything um, I guess that people could learn now versus then, like things that have changed with technology in the accounting industry? There's a lot of things to unpack. So let me, in no particular orders, let me just go through that. Yeah. First of all, some of the baseline stuff still need to be there. So in addition to technical knowledge, you also need to learn how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. Relationship, build, relationship building is going to be really important no matter what career you, you, you choose, um, which is incidentally partially why I regretted never joined the Greek uh, system. I was not part of the Greek system. Yeah. I wish I did. That's what I hear is the main thing with that people is, is networking for yeah, later I wish on. I did because so I can actually learn uh, at that part of my life. I wish I learned a little bit more about how to deal with people um, just because, you know, anyway, besides the point. Mm. So um, 
Before I get into aud- uh, auditing and accounting, I do want to mention that we are in a new paradigm of, re- of hybrid or remote working. So one of the things that fundamental skill set for any majors or any any anywhere is understand that the way people experience you uh, in this world is audiovisual. Very true. Get your mic right, get your camera right, make sure there's lighting. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. like the problem we had with this podcast for a while was audio. Right. <laughs> get, lights, trying to get it right. <laughs> yeah. It's lights, camera, action. Mm-hmm. So that's how people experience you now. Because what's happening is if you don't have a good mic, people can't hear you. They can't understand you. And they get frustrated. Yeah. Um, if, if, you, if, you, if your camera is pixelated, it's not clear. Psychologically, a human brain, for some reason, if they can't, if they can't see you clearly visually, they don't hear you clearly. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things. Yeah, like a blurry image kind of right. like makes the sound not as good for some reason. Right. Yeah. And there's both verbal and nonverbal cues that if you don't have a good camera, people can pick it up, then you lose a, a sort of a part of the communication. Yeah. So, right. so you, I was going to say, so you'd recommend that people, um, realize that what, what they enter and in like into the corporate world and with accounting too, that they need to have like their, basically like their technology on point, like having their computers, having their microphones, just getting accustomed to, to the digital workspace. More. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can practice that by turning on a camera. If you have a, like one of those classes you have or, mm-hmm. or any calls you have, uh, just start practicing that and see, you can see how you look at on camera um, and start adjusting that. Yeah. So having like a professional zoom setup. It doesn't right. look like well, you know, camera can you know, are some of the cameras are not that expensive anymore, and some of the desk lamps you can actually flip it over, and they're pretty cheap. Flipped over and becomes like a spotlight. Yeah, 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 I've seen those. So you can do that too. So it doesn't have to be expensive. You just got to make sure that how you look, and obviously some of the lighting is can be auto auto adjusted, mm-hmm. um, so you don't look very dark on camera. But you also have to make sure you, make sure you understand that uh, there's also background you got to take care of, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's so true. So make sure too. it's clean, professional looking. So you all need practice making sure that the background, what surrounds you, like your clothes, are looking good. A like professional presentation. Yeah, just because you're at home doesn't mean you can wear right. a baggy t-shirt. Right. If you're interested, that same professor that recruited me into accounting mm-hmm. has a serious series of YouTube videos on this very topic as to how to prepare for interview in audio visual world. Yeah. You could shout it out. Is it just under his name or what's the name of the YouTube channel? Uh, I've, I forgot the name of the YouTube channel, but he's named Charlie Ben Moldred. Uh, I'm not sure if you're gonna have notes for the podcast. But yeah, well, I, I can link it. We can link it in the notes yeah. under yeah. the description. Yeah, we can yeah. do that. And those are very short videos. So even if you have TikTok brains, you can still do it. Awesome. That's the best for this generation. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, how oh, would you, sorry, sorry, I didn't yeah. finish the thought these days. <laughs> um, when I, even though I'm an accountant and I'm basically the chief accountant at Revance, mm-hmm. um, I don't think about accounting on a day-to-day basis. I don't think about debits and credits. I don't think about leases, debts, mm-hmm. amortization, whatever. I don't think about that on a day-to-day basis. I think about two things, people, because I still deal with people and technology. So one of the things that you got, you hear a lot, hear a lot, uh, uh, in our world is digital transformation. Mm-hmm. How do you automate more? How can you make things um, more, more, how to work smarter and more efficient? So uh, there's a few tools, I was in the mouth, there's probably more out there um, that you'll probably get used to at some point. There is Power Automate, which is a Microsoft product. There's UiPath, which is very similar to Power Automate, but integrates with other, uh, other things better. And Alteryx, which is a uh, automation tool using spreadsheets. Okay, those are 
uh, just a f- name a few that is going to come into play more and more mm-hmm. that are more like a macro tool type of thing that help you uh, process routine tasks quickly. Gotcha. But there's also suites of large automation, uh, it's called the enter- enterprise systems, uh, such as Tipalti or Coupa. Those are procure to pay systems that are that are AI um, automated, but probably eventually you'll be AI powered too. Yeah, so, that, that's that was another segue was um, for AI. Like, is that is that where you think AI will come into place to, to make accounting more efficient? Help, help people to sort things better. Yeah. But I don't think AI can take over the the human judgment. Yeah, I agree with you, and that's I, that's what I think is for a lot of industries. I think AI is gonna just like what the internet did when the internet came around; it made things more efficient. You know, yeah, um, that's what I think the AI will do. It'll yeah. just make things more efficient. Yeah, it well, won't replace. I, we were just having this conversation with an accounting faculty yesterday. That um, you know, you, you know, when I was doing my presentation in your class, I said that Chat GPT cannot cannot write accounting memos. Yeah, I remember you saying that. That's yeah. true because I tried it because I tried to how to help me write things more efficiently. I said, Hey, chat GPT, can I give you like facts and circumstances for you to help me write a memo? It mm-hmm. just, we cannot do it. Just not to it bore you. limitations. Yeah. Not to bore you with the technical stuff, but when it comes to Google impairment, it requires a forecasting assumptions mm-hmm. and AI just cannot do forecasting. It's very specific to my situ- yeah. our situation. So cannot do it. But then mark my words, words that there's going to be a, a separate profession will flourish on um, double checking AI's work. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Yeah, because it, it gets some things wrong. Right. You know, it, it's not 100% accurate right. at all. And those are going to be experts in certain fields that are going to be checking AI's work. So, so, even, it, so even in my world in, in accounting, I think, I think um, human brain is not going to be retired. It's just going to have AI to make, uh, help us work more efficiently. More efficient, yeah. But some of the more judgmental stuff and detailed and technical things still need to require experts to come in and verify, did they actually capture the right stuff? Yeah. Or, um, or can I actually use this? So it's going to be a validation type of work. Especially when it gets really complex and it has multiple steps. Right. And it's very easy to like miss a detail. Exactly. I could see that being the case. Yeah. Um, so I remember you also, you brought up in the presentation that, um, in the beginning for, uh, for beginning account, beginner accountants that it can have really long hours. Would you say accounting as a career in, in, as a, as a career in a whole, does it have a good work-life balance or is it something where you, you have to, you have to really more and like invest into being an accountant if you're going to choose to go down that path? There's a lot of layers there. So let's, let's see how we can unpack that. It's work. Okay. Life, it's a work-life, work-life balance question. Yeah. Okay. Work. I want to share something that uh, a partner once told me he didn't like the term work-life balance. I know because, a lot of people don't like that right, term either. Because, <laughs> because we think in language. And so whatever words you choose, mm-hmm. then the brain started to try to make a sense out of it. So when you use the word balance, you will seem to indicate that you have to have equal amount of time, hours between life and work. That should not be the case. Uh, in my opinion, work is part of the life umbrella. There's other components in it. And it's not work-life balance you should care about. It's work-life quality. Mm. Because quality means different things to different people. And you have to define it to define what that quality is for you specifically. For me, as a 20-year-old back in the day, I don't mind if I spend more, more time at work because I was investing in my career. Yeah, you were okay I, with doing it at that time. I was yeah. okay to do that. Yeah, and I knew the earnings potential that I also showed in the class. I knew that as long as I invest in, you know, in work, um, then the, there's going to be leveling up eventually. So I'm 
when I, one of my hobbies play video games. Same. <laughs> right. What do you do? Do you, are you a PC gamer? Or? No, I have a PlayStation. PlayStation. PlayStation's, PlayStation five now. Um, but I, one of the games I play, you know, is mostly RPG, mm-hmm. but also like Destiny 2. I play Destiny 2 I a lot. I used to play Destiny 2. Yeah, that was but a great, it's a great leveling game. leveling in there. But, but, you know, specific to RPG, which is something I play a lot, uh-huh. uh, like, you know, um, you know, Final Fantasy, you know, stuff, yep. series, is that everything you do accumulates experience. And apparently, uh, eventually you'll get to your level up. Mm-hmm. I knew that philosophy in my hobby of playing video games. So I knew that I can also apply to work is that every interaction, everything I do is getting me experience points. Mm. So I was okay to do that, invest in myself. And then when I'm older, I can evaluate what else I want to do. So for me, that was quality, but for some, it might not be the case. But for some, maybe you want to have a family early and you, so the way you allocate your time is different. Yeah. And so it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's up to you as how you would define that. It's quality. a personal, personal, right, it's a personal choice. Yeah. Now public account, public accounting, is notorious of having long hours, but that's because I think people that are in it, at least I would say, hopefully not, not all, but most understand that they're doing it because they understand the long-term earnings potential. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're doing that for that reason. Uh, but honestly, it is true, true to be told it's not for everyone. Uh, it, it takes a lot of stamina, a lot of grit. Um, and so if you can't handle that, um, you know, it's obviously not for everyone. Yeah. I think, I think it's good. You have honesty with that because it's, it's true. Like, you know, there's no reason to sugarcoat if you're going to be going into a career, that's going to be a lot of work, Mm -hmm. but for everybody it's different. You know, like I think if you're in college in the first place, um, you've already, hopefully put that mindset into place that like, this is an investment for long-term because yeah. you could have started working like right after high school at 18, you're an adult, but instead you're going to choose to sacrifice four to five years to get an education. So that can give you an upper hand after you graduate. So I think it applies, like I said, the same thing once you get into a career, when you're a first year in your career, you're going to have to work really hard, but that's so you can hopefully make more in the long run. Right. And then you can kind of balance out your life more with what you prioritize later on. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess uh, another question would be like, so what are your, some of your future plans? Cause I'm assuming if you graduated in 2006, then it's, you're probably about like you're in the mid middle career right now. Yeah. Career. I, I just turned 40. Okay. <laughs> so I, I actually, when I, when I turned 40, I show, shared that uh, meme from uh, Mike Gundy. Yeah. At OSU, uh, o- uh, Oklahoma state. I'm not sure if you've seen it. He's like, there's an interview he had. He said, what, you know, it's like some the, like the journalists were criticizing his players, his football players. He said, don't, don't, don't. He was got really upset that it did that. He said, no, you come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a man now. I'm 40. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway, the, 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 my, so, you know, in in the class I said, I cashed off on the firm, right? Uh And well, in PwC, PwC is kind of like paying you, uh, any of the firms do the same. They're basically paying you to learn, uh, to travel, basically. I know you use PwC as a travel agency. I feel like I dropped out a little bit and then, but it's okay for the right reasons because instead mm. of going for the partner track, um, I'm going for the CFO track. Okay. That's right? the, the corporate or the, on the, on the industry side. Okay. Right? I'm, yeah. So chief financial officer, chief financial officer. Right? I'm currently reporting to a chief financial officer. I'm trying to learn from him as much as I can because he is very good at raising money for companies. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to learn a lot of tricks and tips from him. And hopefully I'll absorb enough at some point, be elevated to uh, CFO, right? And there's also a number of cases where CFOs, because they know the business so well, it's not, it's rare, 
is probably, I shouldn't say rare, it's not as you is as common, it's uncommon, but there are CFOs that make a transition into CEOs. Mm. And that's what I want. Oh, that's a big goal. Yes. Yeah. I hope to see you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still reasonably young in my career, right? Yeah. I'm 40. I'm a man. You're a man. <laughs> and man I, now. I, I don't think I'm going to retire. <laughs> you know, I'll probably won't retire for at least another 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a quite a bit of runway. I've definitely done, enough time to do that. Yeah. yeah, because I've done enough damage in my first 15, you know, 15 years outside of college to get to where I am now. Mm-hmm. I think, and I, and I, I even, I sort of like screw around too, right? Because I went to Netherlands for three years, as you heard, uh, for international assignment. I actually feel like I, I sort of derailed me slightly. Um, but it's but, okay. Cause those are like life experiences and just to, you know. Yeah. And, you, and sometimes you don't know the purpose and reason for it until much later. Yeah. So right. I feel that's, like- that's true. I haven't seen the the fruit of that labor yet. Yet, it's probably going to show up soon. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, so anyway, that experience I've accumulated is going to be ready for me for the next level. Preparation, success is preparation times luck, right? So I'm just preparing for that next career opportunity. Yeah, I like that. Um, so I guess to, to close out the podcast, if you just have any like general advice, whether it's accounting related or life related, uh, if you want to share that. Um, I have a lot to say. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, a good thing though. But but let me let me, let me just pick one. Okay. Your generation is dubbed generation Gen Z. Gen Z. Yep, we're Gen yeah. Z. You're being accused of having TikTok brains. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and any of any of you who's listening to this, you should hope that it is true. You know why? Hmm. That means that it's a whole lot easier for you to beat out the competition. And and rise above, rise above the rest, because all you have to do is just have a little bit longer attention span than somebody else. And just work a little bit more, have just a tiny bit of grit than the next person next to you to rise to the top. So the competition is easy. So you should hope what they say about you is true, so that you can you can be successful faster. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so my way of saying that you know, as long as you apply yourself, it doesn't matter what generation you're in. As long as you work just a tiny bit harder than the person next to you, you'll be successful. So that doesn't take a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, you just apply that and you should be just fine. Yeah, I like that. Well, thanks for coming on, Chris. I, I enjoyed the talk, our talk today. Yeah, you know, anytime. Happy to be back later. Yeah, it was great. All right. I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye-bye.